the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Take 10. We come to you every week with a discussion of a mental health issue that affects our lives in so many different ways. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host today, Dr. Jamie Heisman. Jamie is a psychotherapist, an expert on caregiving and addictions as well. Carol Zerniel, our other co-host on special assignment today. So it is me and Dr. Jamie. Dr. Jamie, we know the studies show that odds are a caregiver is likely to predecease the person they're caring for. Why would that be? Well, it's such a really unfortunate and tragic phenomenon. It really was the impetus why I was able to co-found with Lisa, the Lisa Gibbons Memory Foundation. We started looking uh, years ago, obviously in the early 2000, 2000s, I mean, basically at the fact that caregivers were passing away before their loved one. And caregiver stress, I think, can be the actual reason. Let's call it what it is. It could be the most hazardous thing to one's health. I knew that when we first consulted before starting the foundation with the Mayo Clinic, you know, we found people, caregivers, people taking care of loved ones. That's 45 million strong plus for seniors. And when you count the caregivers of, of, let's say, special needs children, we're talking 90 million. But these people are very much like me, feeling tired most of the time when I was caregiving, feeling overwhelmed, irritable, sleeping too much or too little, gaining or losing weight and losing interest in activities. All of these things impact their mental and physical health while they're trying to take care of a loved one who has mental and physical challenges. So talk a little more about stress and how stress impacts caregivers. Okay, Ron. Well, listen, the body is really an interesting process. We have medical doctors that take care of our medical care, but do we really understand that the mind and body are inextricably bound up? So the mind and the body are one, right? So we're dealing with medical care, let's say diabetes, cancer, cardiological issues. But when somebody has immunological issues or pain or, or, or things that go bump in the night that really impact our, our stress that we're not engaged, we got to look at the mind. And why do I say that? Well, stress is a huge driving force for high cortisol levels in our body. Stress is also a huge driving force for inflammation within our bodies. So if we're triggered with stress, right, the, the health dangers for us as caregivers with higher rates of depression and anxiety it truly, truly affects our, our lives, the mortality of ourselves. I mean, it's a known fact if you're taking care of a caregiver, right? Then, then you're probably, your health is a, a challenge. And if you're not paying attention first, and I mean primarily first with your own health, yes, we do fall to the phenomena that you said starting this show. We can die before a loved one. You wrote the book, Take Your Oxygen First, and you mean that seriously. Seriously, Ron, we started seeing extremely, you know, closely, and I can also mirror myself as a human being, but in my world of codependency and co-addiction, 
Caregivers were hero children, or they felt when they got there and had to take care of their moms, their dads, their brothers and sisters, that they had to do so much, almost even save the person in front of them. So they threw themselves in helping their loved ones, getting the doctors and helping them do everything, this, that, this and that, and became terribly, terribly exhausted. So we started seeing and experiencing the the deaths of caregivers before their loved ones, which could be the worst thing possible, right? Because you're still leaving a loved one who has no care. That if they took care of themselves, if they saw this as medicine, that their loved one who has an acute illness or chronic or terminal illness, and they're going through fear and anxiety, but if they took care of their own selves and took their oxygen first, as the book said, then actually their loved one would feel less fear, less anxiety. They would have less cortisol, less inflammation, and be able to live a more healthy, fruitful life. But that was dependent upon their caregiver being able to take care of themselves so they can have a fruitful life too. And for caregivers, uh, the flip of all this, when you take care of yourself, when you do things for yourself, uh, there's a system that hits you called guilt. And I've heard you talk about guilt. Uh, It it can be incapacitating for some. It is. It's the pandemic. It's almost a cancer of our souls in psychological terms. I've never met a caregiver in some way that would come to me and ask me, do you have something for this guilt? And yes, we do, actually. It's, it's, it's you. It's taking the oxygen first. What does that mean? Well, that means that literally guilt is correlated with self-esteem, Ron. The higher your guilt, usually the lower your self. I mean, the higher your guilt, usually lower your self-esteem. The, the less of guilt that you have, the higher your self-esteem. So that means if you are taking care of yourself, mind, body, and spirit, taking your oxygen first, working on all three legs of the stool, it's a sure bet that that stress reduction will start increasing your own self-esteem. And I can tell you as a clinician, it'll also diminish the guilt that you feel that you've had for so long. It's fascinating to take care of ourselves is the answer. Those of you who may have just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host today, Dr. Jamie Heisman. And we're talking about uh, dealing with caregiving and caregivers who unfortunately may predecease the care recipient, how we address that, how we deal with that. And Dr. Jamie, what about talking with the care recipient about what you're feeling and what you're doing, assuming they have cognitive awareness? I think that's great, Ron. I think the child, and I'm a therapist, so we always look at the child's brain, only wanted authenticity, somebody to be straight up with them. They also only wanted a healthy, unconditional relationship so they could feel safe in this world. Well, as adults, we're no different. So a caregiver, I think, as you said, if they cognitively can handle it, their loved one, should always be straight up, I think, with their loved one. Why is that? Well, we're not, we're gaslighting them, I bet, in in that way. They can develop more fear. They sense it, especially if it's a family member, right? So if we're straight up with them and not enabling them and not creating a learned helplessness, then they can meet us halfway, the person we take care of, and they can also raise their self-esteem while they're going through the chronic terminal or acute illness. So I always say, be very honest. Now, if you have a difficult time being honest and it's easier said than done, bring in a third party, a geriatric care manager, a support group, or somebody who can mediate and assist, but always lay it out. And then you'll come up with a solution for both. And as you talk with your care recipients about needing time for yourself, how should you frame that? Well, that's an interesting thing. Again, it, it depends upon whether one's cognitively able to handle it. I would first always prepare for that conversation by having that conversation with long uh, long distance caregivers, other family caregivers, people who are very close in a person's life. 
when you show somebody a problem, and it is a problem, I think caregivers desperately need respite. It's also offering a solution at the same time. It's just as good. Now, it's an example. It's an example telling somebody, listen, mom and dad, I need to take care of myself. I want to be present for you. I want to be present for everybody. And to do that, I might need to take some time off. However, this is what I've done in the process. I know you can help me because I've got some great people who can assist you. And go like that. And make it clear what you're doing and why you're doing it. Absolutely. Because we have to be the corrective experience for the, or everybody around us. If we're not doing it, and that's a good way of re- rearing a child. You can't just tell a child what to do. You actually have to do it. And that's the same for caregivers. I think carees will be empowered if we are empowered to help ourselves. Now, as you take a look at how caregiving has grown, you threw out the number 45 million plus caregivers in, in our society. We still don't have the kind of legislative support that would benefit them. They very often give up total income. They very often uh, are are left struggling to uh, finance the life they're now living. Uh, Can we get perhaps Congress to be aware of what's needed? We have to, Ron. This is a pay now or pay later deal. Listen, caregivers, and again, upwards of 100 million we're going to be looking at, including those parents of special needs kids, provide 400 maybe $500 billion close to now in in in-kind care. If they stop working and they just said, no, our whole healthcare system will collapse. If we're not helping them, mind, body, and spirit, or financially even, we need to take our greatest asset and be able to support it. They are part of the healthcare system. And legislatively, we should all be advocating for our local and our national politicians to put caregiving so high on the radar because it's inevitable. It's inevitable. One day you're either going to be taking care of somebody or somebody's going to be taking care of you. Dr. Jamie, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Take 10 comes to you every week. We talk about mental health issues. And Dr. Jamie Heisman, nationally known psychotherapist, is our expert. And we're delighted, as always, to talk to him. For Dr. Jamie and for Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. Talk with you soon on Take 10. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.